Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining me um, to have your coffee in Christ with me, your girl, Krishna Janae. Again, I am so excited that you have joined me on this morning for this wonderful message that I'm so excited to deliver today. We're going to start off with our morning prayer. Thank you, Father, for positioning this platform in Christ. And thank you, Father, for placing all those who have trusted you as your Savior and allowing us um, to fellowship through this network as brothers and sisters. Thank you that we are members of your body and we are being built up together as your holy in your holy dwelling place. Father, we pray that as the wickedness in the world seems to be increasing and the love of many has grown so cold, that you would continue to unite us in loving fellowship and seek your peace, your word and forgiveness when we fall short. I pray that this message is delivered in your likeness and pleases you, Father God, that our hearts receive it with love. And as we continue on within our day and our week, that we hold each other up in prayer. In Jesus name. Amen. So God's happy hump day to you. I hope that you are on your way to a glorious, glorious field day this morning and that you are sipping on your coffee, your tea, your orange juice or what have you, and you are ready for this amazing message. Again, I am grounded this week and for the next week or two in the planning season series. And last week I talked about taking responsibility for the position in which God has um, placed you in and taking ownership in that. And so today we're going to um, dissect that a little bit because when I talked about that, I talked about one part in particular about pure intent and how you have intentions and purpose within that position. And so I'm going to pose the question today, is God's hand in the project? And that's what we're going to be looking into. Are you planting something um, with good intent? Is your intent good? And is it God driven? Or is it full of evil and with malice? So what have you planted? Let's look into first, just to jump right into the message. Let's look into um, 1 Corinthians 3, 6 through 9. It states, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor, for we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. So we look at that and... The perspective I've taken on that is um, looking at how, you know, your design and what you plant will be watered from your supporters and God will make sure that it continues to prosper. But you have to ask yourself and you have to make sure that you understand and that you have clarity in this, that the only thing that will be supported and that will grow from God is if it is of good intent. You can't force a design to become beautiful if it's created from an ugly, unsound and uneven foundation. I don't care what that design may be. It could be in the form of a relationship, a business, a friendship, a home, or shall I say a house, an organization or whatever. 
If you have not planted these seeds with the full intent to take responsibility in your rightful position that God has placed you in, then you are in the wrong business. It's not going to be watered properly, meaning no one will support it. And you're going to wonder why. Granted, things that you do that God has for you, it's going to pull out um, the true intent from everyone around you. Yet those that are true, those that are from God, if it's not properly delivered from you or not properly planted with full intent, it won't be supported either way. And God will not allow it to grow at all. It wasn't for you. So stop forcing things. God does not give you the power and duty in that position for you to force it. Yes, the devil will cause resistance when you are on your path. But what God has for you will sprout like you've never seen before. The moment you take ownership and stand in faith. The moment your planning was sown with love, peace, and purpose to to serve God's kingdom. It will be no confusion. It will get nourishment. Okay? And oftentimes we want to force things into existence because we see our neighbor's business, our neighbor's marriage relationship, the organization that Dave created or whatever you, whatever they're growing. And you feel like, you know, you can do that too. Or you can do what they do. But you have to ask yourself, did God tell you to do that? Or... You're just looking at it and it looks easy or it looks interesting. Or you so caught up in envying your neighbor to where your lenses won't allow you to see that God's hand is in their project. And if you get your closed off heart that's filled with bitterness to open up and that confused spirit to be taken over by the Holy Spirit, you will begin to see what God driven purpose and position is waiting for you. And it could very well be the same line of business as your neighbor, but it won't grow or be successful until you learn how to sow with righteousness, love, purpose, and peace. You have to allow any type of envy. If you're going to start something because your neighbor started and it's and it's planted of envy and it's planted with, with bitterness or because you want what your neighbor has, it will not prosper. You have to make sure you go to God and you see clarity and you make sure you understand what position he has for you. And again, it may very well be the, in the same line, your co-workers, as the scripture said, but you have to understand your purpose and it has to be from a seed of pure intent, not just because you want what they have. It's because you want what God has for you. See, Andrea Williams, the book that I recommended last week, she said she stated something so important. And I make notes every time I read any of my books. She stated it best. She stated, quote unquote, a spirit led life bears the fruit of power, love, peace and a sound mind. If you have too much chaos and confusion going on in your life, please take an assessment on what or who is leading the wheel. Take inventory of who is in your circle and the impact they have on you. Is that positive or negative? And I thought that was so important to understand because we have to take ownership and we have to understand that we can curse our land or we can bless our land. And I say that as we look at scripture, James 3, 
14 through 16. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. So, Many of you don't understand that when you turn to demonic practices or people for help, you curse your land, you curse your generation. You need to stop that. The only person you need to be running to is God in prayer. The only little shack you need to be sneaking into at night with lighted candles is the house of the Lord. You need to take full responsibility and understand if you play with the devil, you will get burned. You can't sew fibers of that man's hair in the yard, sweetheart, and expect him to come running to you or stay with you. God won't water that marriage or that relationship that way. And you can't ask the devil to curse your neighbor's business by sowing seeds of envy and bitterness and expect yours to flourish. God won't allow your business to grow from hate. You better understand the only way your plants will grow is if God's hands is in the project. And I look at what we... um what we just went through it's kind of metaphoric here in louisiana this past week last week we were all preparing for a hurricane a storm to submerge a lot of our land with water and place chaos of destruction with forceful winds and many of us waited and waited but bury the storm came in a lot weaker than we expected and what this storm became was in my mind he became apollo's Apollos came to water our seeds. The preparation we did to prepare for the storm will be determined in the end on whether or not your crops will grow. You can plant it, Apollos will water, but it's only God that can make it grow. And he will only allow seeds of love, peace, forgiveness, and pure intent to prosper from your planting. So again, you ask yourself before you decide to plant your seeds, is God's hands in the project? Are you allowing every aspect of what God is to you, to us, to be in the center and in the midst of everything that you do? Yes, you can take responsibility for that position, but you have to have that pure intent. You have to understand it is so important that nothing will prosper in your life if you don't have that foundation of love, of peace. If you don't have God as being the pure um, purpose of what you are trying to do, you are co-workers in his kingdom. We are co-workers in his kingdom. So I have a few more focus scriptures um, that I want you to walk away with um, that I want to add to today's message. Um, Isaiah 17 um, verse 11 and then we have Psalms chapter 64. Those are verses 1 through 10 and then 1 Peter chapter 3 um, verses 13 through 22. So when you get an opportunity um, to study in the word and you want to dissect this message a little bit more if God places um, that on your heart. Um, 
focus on those scriptures and dissect those scriptures and how you can relate it to this message and into your life. Again, this project, your seeds or what have you can come in any form, um, any design. Again, whether it's your business, friendships, whether it's, you know, a, a house that you're trying to turn into a home. It won't turn into a home unless it is filled with peace, filled with love. Anyone can have a house. Anyone can have shelter, um, a roof over their head. But if God is not covering over it, then how can you call it home? So I want you to make sure that um, you really think about the things that you are planning. It could be something simple as words of encouragement or a conversation that you may have with someone how you respond and how you react are two different things. Reacting is not that is not God's hand is not in reactions. God's hand is in responses. And what I mean by that is how are you allowing the Holy Spirit and the love and the grace and the mercy of something that someone may have said come into you know your response to them? That's planting a seed because maybe that person is coming are the words that that person may be saying, those hurtful words or anything that that person may be um, saying to you at that very moment may not be coming from a place of, of bitterness. Maybe it's coming from a place of hurt and you have to allow how you respond, the seed that you plant in your response is so important. Again, this is on every level. On our what our in our everyday walk, those seeds that we plant, we have to understand that is so important that God's hand is in the midst of it. Because we can change the course of our future, change the course of our future generations by doing what is of God. And again, I touched a lot on, well, not a lot, but I did touch a portion of, you know, um, seeking demonic or doing devil like, you know, behavior that's filled with hate. That's envy. You have to make sure that you guard yourself from all of that. It's not going to prosper you or your future generations and you wonder why certain things in your life may be coming to such a destructive um, um, downfall take a look at the patterns that you have created for yourself did you go to God in prayer about this did you make sure that everything that you did in your plans in your planning season was filled with the love of God. So I just wanted to touch on that. That is part two um, of the planning season. And next week, um, we are going to be discussing um, part three, the wilderness. Fight or flight is basically when things get dark um, as you are standing in your position and 
as God is allowing things to grow, that's whenever the devil will come in with a lot of resistance and will attack you and make you feel or think or try to play on your mental and your feelings um, so you can surrender. But that's whenever you have to allow not your heart and not your mind um, to be guided by yourself, but to be guided by the Holy Spirit and for you to stand grounded in the faith and in God's um, GPS system for him to guide you and for him to um, continue to help you grow through, you know, all of that mess that the devil would try to come so when you're in the wilderness, when you're, when you are posed with, you know, such troubling times to fight or flight, um, we're going to be digging deep into that, um, part. And I think it's something that all of us face, you know, they always say you're either going through a storm, coming out of a storm or, or, embracing a storm about to approach a storm and that the wilderness can be found in the midst of any three phases of those um of those life-changing events so next week I will be talking about um the wilderness whenever you are after you have taken responsibility after you have understood um the important ingredients of planting your seed um, in order for it to grow. And once it starts growing, how you can stand through that process and grow through that process of part three. So that will be next week. I am going to move on to um, our poem for this show today. Um, this one, it's not an original this is a poem that is by um, a young lady named Dorothy A. <clears throat> I don't have a last name, but Dorothy A. And it was written, or shall I say, I have the the publication of August 2012. And it's entitled, We Reap What We Sow. And I really hope I recite it and give it justice. <clears throat> Karma, I don't adhere to it, but I do believe we reap what we sow. One cannot expect to have peace when one has sown nothing but discard. Any more than one can expect a garden crop of corn when the planter has actually sown beans. And roots of bitterness will sure grow deep and destructive when not thoroughly torn out of the ground. For a thriving garden must be rid of invading seedlings of anything that does not foster but fights its growth. To reap an abundant harvest sometimes... It is starting all over from scratch, for we've all been guilty of poor gardening, have failed as farmers to one degree or another. You wanted succulent peaches, but you got shriveled prunes. You wanted wheat, but you got weeds. To produce a healthy garden, the fruit of forgiveness must grow as freely as wildflowers in a field. Row upon row of compassion and love, an orchard of plenty for the desperate in need is the most rewarding harvest to reap. It will quench the terrible thirst and satisfy the yearning soul. So I'm snapping and I'm snapping and I'm snapping. Kudos to a Miss Dorothy A. Um, beautiful poem. I think it's very, again, befitting for our message today. 
when you ask yourself at the end of the day, you know, what have you planted? Is God's hand in the project? You decide what you want to reap from what you have sown. So um, let's move on to the book that I recommend for you this week. Um, Again, it's a very short read. Um, this one is called, this one is like a, um, a little workbook and it is a series, um, that, um, comes with prior books and prior, um, books in the series. But this one in particular, it's by R.C. Sproul, S-P-R-O-U-L. I hope I'm saying that correctly and I'm not slaughtering anyone's name but it's entitled can I know God's will and it's crucial question series um a little bit about the book it says Christians should aim to read I mean to lead lives that please God regardless of their circumstances but when facing major life decisions we often wonder what God wants us to do In this booklet, Dr. R.C. Sproul outlines timeless principles for discovering and applying God's will in our day-to-day decisions. He illustrates how these principles inform two significant decisions, the choice of a career and the choice of a spouse. So the Crucial Questions booklet series by Dr. Sproul offers um, these answers to important questions often asked by Christians and thoughtful inquirers. So it's a nice little workbook. Um, very simple. It's only about an hour and 12 minute um, typical time to read only 108 pages. Again, I try to pick um, um, books to recommend that are short and sweet for the week and that will nourish you um, within the message of the week. So um, I really hope that you take the time and you enjoy it. You can find it on Kindle or whatever bornsandnobles.com or whatever what your nook whatever your choice of reading but that um that one is pretty interesting um I haven't completed it but what I have read so far this week um very very interesting I really really have been enjoying um the activities and things that are in the book um but Go ahead and take a moment to look that up, and I hope you really, really enjoy it. So, with that being said, guys, um, before I close, again, I want to send out a shout-out to everyone that's doing something positive and that have taken responsibility in their position and their purpose, and they are going after their um, the desires of their heart, whether it's a business, an organization, um, what have you, um, writing a book. I'm so glad that you are now using this season right now to plant your seed and to, um, nourish it. And I'm excited. I'm here along with you to watch it grow into something beautiful and amazing. Again, hit me up, Go to the website, writingdovewordsforthesoul.weebly.com. You can email me, writingdovewordsforthesoul at gmail.com. Um, either way, you can um, contact me in any form and give me anything that you would love for me to shout out. If you need prayer, we can add you to the prayer list. I'm just excited. 
um, a woman's perspective book club is doing amazing. I have a lot of people that are um, texting me or emailing me or calling me about um, the book Love Is by Shanita. And I really, really enjoyed it. I love it. And the more I get text messages or calls from people that saying, oh my goodness, it's so good. And I'm like trying to bite my fingers down because I'm like, I don't want to tell you what's going to happen. But it's really, really good. Um, men, you are more than welcome to join in um, the more the merrier perspectives. Um, but I'm just really excited that it's taken off and that you are indulging in amazing reading and stimulating your mind. So continue to do that. Kudos to the Women's Perspective Book Club. Be on the lookout. I am trying to plan our first um, meet and greet locally for the month of July so we can, you know, indulge in some good eating while we discuss our first book in the Wholeness series by um, Shanita. Um, I'm trying so hard not to move on to the next book, but oh my goodness, curiosity is just tapping me on the shoulder. But I'm trying to wait and I'm going to be a good steward and disciplined and I'm going to wait until August start when we start our new book, which is part two um, in the wholeness series. But anyway, so again, I'm just excited and always overjoyed to hear all the great things that are happening within our community. Um, I know a lot of us are getting back, are getting ready to get back to school. So, um, blessings to all of you in preparation for that. The kids, um, teachers and, um, even parents guys, um, Let's make sure we join in prayer and that this school year is going to be a great and successful school year for all of us. So um, one love. Remember, I need you. You need me. We need each other. We need to survive for each other. We're here for each other. I love you guys. Have a wonderful and blessed week. And thank you so much for tuning in and having your coffee and Christ with me. Be blessed. Ciao.